You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crush Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Cantharion, a.k.a. Chris Crush Jacob, because Chris Crush will make the ball jump, jump. Uh, Today we're starting off on our own with a little bit of an homage to an amazing player and a fantastic person, Anthony Bauer, also known as Bao Bao, also known as Bauer Power. He has officially today announced his retirement, and although he is not available for comment, we're going to analyze that a little bit, look at his career, and then talk about kind of role-playing in general and character creation. And we may be joined a little bit later by everyone's favorite B, Barry B. Benson. So Anthony Bauer announcing his retirement, I can speculate on a few reasons on why that's the case. Uh, He is a season 13 create, so he is in regression. And uh, there's a little bit of added pressure uh, just just quickly glancing at the Toros, uh, one big change with this expansion is the diminishing salary cap. Uh, so that 130 uh, isn't going to cut it for next season. Uh, it's I believe the cap is is 120 something. So uh, we we got to make some changes, and the Toros are are another team that have to make those decisions. And again, Bauer being in. Uh, oh, he's S12, excuse me, I said S13, he's S12. So yeah, be, being in regression was kind of a natural move, especially since uh, he's a GM on the team. So it seems like potentially he may have retired next season if the expansion hadn't happened or wasn't announced. Uh, but since it was announced, it looks like that's kind of a move the team has to make in order to make it uh, under that cap. Again, of course, this is speculation. None of this is coming from the man himself. Uh, this is just me as a an observer, a casual observer. And anything I say, please take it with a grain of salt because we don't fact check here in the Crush Fam podcast. Uh, we, we solely speculate. Uh, but what a season. What a great, uh, or excuse me, what a career <laughs> for Anthony Bauer. Uh, it's a tough season, but uh, overall... Uh, he had a, a pretty solid minor league career. Uh, nothing crazy as far as the numbers go in the minors. Uh, but then in the majors, had some really consistently good seasons, uh, consistently over 20 home runs, some 30-plus home run seasons, a 38-home run season. That's pretty crazy. And yeah, just having a, a bit of a rough time in this particular season. Has a little bit of the power still, but everything else not quite falling into place. And looking at where his numbers are, that's pretty surprising. I would say he is currently pretty severely underperforming where his numbers are as far as the simulation goes. You would think that being roughly four or five power and contact respectively off of that maximum and that uh, that I 
dipping down significantly wouldn't be quite as much of a detriment as it is. But you can see, I mean, yeah, this season he's he's been walking. <laughs> like, walks have not been an issue this season. He's been taking care of business there. He's got 11 walks already this season. Um, on Well on pace for that 25, so it's not like his walks are insanely down. But yeah, those hits, he's just not not getting on base right now. It's not happening for him. And yeah, you can see this week in particular has been really rough. So, uh, so hopefully, uh, I, the way that I understand how this works now is now that he's announced his ret retirement, he is no longer allowed to do point tasks uh, or invest anything into this character. Essentially, the the vernacular for this would be a a dead player that's still going to be active on the team through the end of the season. Uh, but essentially, he is now free to create a new character. Again, yeah, just a, a great career for Anthony Bauer. I don't know enough, nearly enough, about Hall of Fames with this league or how that voting even works to tell you if he would be a Hall of Famer. I could say certainly by Major League Baseball standards, he would, he would definitely uh, qualify. If not uh, being a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, he would definitely be up there having some insane... War, some insane OPS plus. I mean, this season where he hit 38 home runs, that's that's actually madness. So, uh, yeah, definitely a solid career for this gentleman. And, and, you know, you can't say enough about Bauer the user. I mean, this guy, he just is a presence in any locker room he's in. It's been great having him around in the Kingpin's locker room. He's someone who's always, if I'm having a tough time or a tough day, he's always one of the first people to jump in and, and say hello. He does his best to. There, there's kind of that original Kingpin's core that he does his best to, to stay connected with. And, you know, we do things, we've, we've done things in the past. Uh, I got to partake in a, a, a movie night with uh, with himself, uh, Person Man and Bex, and that was a lot of fun. And, yeah, just just a guy who, you know, he's going to continue staying active in the league, obviously. Um, his new player is going to be coming. And that's kind of another point of debate or a, a supposition, again. It's not having him here, I would love to ask him these questions myself, but um, since he won't be able to augment his current character in any way, will he instantly recreate? Will he wait for the draft? Will he, um, you know, the, the difference being you can go to waivers if you create now, or you can wait and be part of the draft since we're bef before the, the trade deadline technically. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what route he chooses. I know he's a big fan of the Kingpins. Uh, obviously being one of the founding fathers, but uh, ultimately he's he's great no matter what. So hopefully hopefully he gets to, to be a kingpin um, again. And yeah, always just yeah, always a pleasure talking to him. And I hope I hope all is well in Bowerland. But I thought that was a good transition and a good taking off point for 
a discussion about player creation in general. And I've talked in the past about you know what it is, like how the engine works and what the under the hood stuff is, but I haven't had at length discussions about the story aspect of things. So who is the character behind the player, right? Who who is it that or what is it that inspires the the player's actions? Obviously even though it doesn't directly influence the sim, I think a lot of thought goes into a, how a lot of people make these creations essentially. And I've always thought uh, the, some of the best writing that I've personally been able to do, it tends to borrow from real life, right? It, it, I take real life situations, whether they're first or second hand, and I'll kind of repurpose them. So I'll take a narrative that happened to a friend, a family member, an acquaintance, and I'll kind of uh, essentially twist it. I'll spin it into something different. So the history behind Chris Jacob, and this is part of like the intro tasks, right? I wrote this all out uh, into how my character was created. I, I personally was born uh, in the Chicagoland area and just leveraged that for my character. So my character's, you know, obviously already invested in the Kingpins, growing up a Cubs fan just like myself has a, uh, a younger sister who's also into baseball. That's a twist on the narrative uh, because n neither myself nor my sister have ever played baseball at any level. Um, but I thought it would be kind of a fun interaction to have the two of them growing up playing. Uh, my sister and I both, we would play backyard baseball. We would, uh, you know, we were only, we're only two and a half years apart. So we grew up pretty close and yeah that we would have we would set up you know the the bucket of balls and and grab a, a couple bats and head into the backyard use you know a tree as home base and throw out some frisbees for bases sometimes and then um, either just me and her would kind of have batting practice where i'd pitch to her she'd pitch to me uh, and then as we got older we would play, instead of playing with like an actual bat and ball, we would play with like a wiffle ball. So that way when we when we swung it, you know, for the fences as we were becoming teenagers, uh, we wouldn't have to chase it into someone else's yard. Uh, but yeah, I did, you know, those are fond memories. I, I really enjoyed that growing up. And so I, I built upon that and I said, okay, my player definitely grew up with those experiences with the sister, but then they took it to the next level, and she started, uh, you know, going through college actually playing baseball as well, as, as did he. So, you know, especially since we're talking about the year 2040, I like to think that baseball's become a very progressive game, and uh, there would be a lot more uh, women in baseball. So I think it's it's fun to to posit that and, and say, okay, that definitely happened in my narrative no matter what. <laughs> um, we can only hope as far as real life goes, but yeah, so his sister was a big inspiration for him uh, coming up. He was always, Chris Jacob was always kind of the the boisterous and outspoken of the two, whereas his sister was more 
um, introverted and and thoughtful. So he grew up as kind of the leader on the teams that he he played on. So whether or not it was uh, with friends, Sandlot style, or in Little League, uh, Chris Jacob was the team leader. He would always encourage people. Didn't matter if it was a good or a bad at bat. Um, it was always you know, his goal to make sure that everyone around him was having a good time and uh, being successful, you know, making sure that if if a friend was struggling with something, he would be there to help him. If friends had questions or wanted to work on something, he he if they wanted extra practice, he'd be there and, you know, uh, knock a few ground balls to him on the infield or throw some, you know, hit some, some pop flies out into the outfield. And then his sister, uh, in, in this narrative, I've called her Bretta. Bretta would, she again, she's very methodical and introverted, but but very much a thinker. I mean, this is Bretta has kind of a chess mind, so she always thinks a few moves ahead, which makes her a really effective pitcher, right? She's thinking through those at bats before they even happen, and thinking about, okay, if I throw you this and you do that, then I'm going to throw this next pitch after that, um, and then using that leverage again, that relationship, to say, okay. Chris Jacob worked with Bretta on becoming a stronger pitcher. He would tell her, from a hitter's perspective, what's more difficult for him to hit. He kind of shared his weaknesses with her in order to make her grow stronger and, and help her understand the game a little bit better. And then they get to a point where uh, there's a there's a tragedy that strikes Chris Jacob. So he's both of them grew up in suburbia fantastic lives, you know, nothing to complain about really. And then there is a sleepover. There's an event, Chris Jacob is hanging out with his friends and uh, there's a fire. There's a, So I wanted there to be some sort of a a momentum shift, a change. Like there has to be some reason why Chris didn't go into actual like Major League Baseball, right? Why didn't he get down that path? Why wasn't he scouted? Why why is he in the PBE? So I thought of, okay, something had to have changed in his life and maybe took him off of that trajectory. Maybe he had planned on doing that, but because of something that happened to him, it wasn't meant to be or it wasn't going to happen. Um, so yeah, so so then they were at this sleepover and a fire broke out and they're all asleep. And everybody gets out of this fire except one of his friends. One of his friends passes away tragically in this fire. And it changes his perspective. So again, this is something that I borrowed heavily. Um, this is something that actually happened in my family uh, to my uncle. There was a, a, a bad fire. And he he kind of felt, even though obviously you know things happen outside of our control... He had kind of taken personal responsibility. He thought, oh man, if I was just a little bit better, a little bit faster, maybe I could have done something. Maybe, maybe I could have saved him. And so, I, again, I, I stole this narrative, I repurposed it, and I said, okay, Chris is now, because of this tragedy in his life, he feels responsible, because he's always been the captain. He's always been the person that you can count on to, to help. And now he's thinking, okay, I didn't help someone, now I have to dedicate my life to that. So he abandons baseball. 
This, and again, this is in the middle of high school, so maybe scouts are starting to take notice of him, maybe he's starting to have those interactions, but he goes a different route. And uh, being that he's over 16, he, he enrolls in the fire academy, and he, and he dedicates his life to being a firefighter. He decides that this is, this is what I have to do, I'm going to make sure that other people don't have to be in this situation, and you know, I'll be the first there, the, the first to help. I can still be that captain. I can still have that personality. But in, in that moment and, and in the, the moments after, the, the passing of his friend kind of changes his mindset into you know, from, hey, baseball is great because I get to interact with friends and support them, to, man, baseball is just a silly game. I have to do something more meaningful to help people. And again, this is just his perception in the moment. This is how it's changing and evolving. And so he spends the next few years as a firefighter, uh, you know, and, and again, knowing a little bit of that background and a little bit of that life because of the relationships in my family. Uh, you know, it's, it's long hours. It's hanging out at the firehouse. It's, and, then, and then he develops those, those connections with his fellow firefighters. He starts... You know, he becomes kind of the the station dad, right? He makes sure everyone's fed. He makes sure, you know, everyone's entertained, getting rest, uh, and staying connected with those people. So he's still forming those connections, but it's in just in a different environment. That's all. A little bit of a different environment. So he he decides uh, to to do one other thing, and then again, this is borrowing from my narrative again which is start up a, a station D&D game. So again, in, in these long hours, sometimes you have a lot of downtime. Other times it's, it's constant and, and intense, you know, physical, mental, and emotional strain. But in the downtime, you got to kind of keep things active and keep yourself on your toes so that when those intense moments happen, you're prepared. And so that's where he decides to start this D&D game. And use it as kind of a mental exercise, right? You throw these scenarios at at your fellow firefighters and keep them thinking, keep them on their toes, and then if, if you know, if something happens, if you guys need to get out there, jump in the truck and go, everyone's active. Everyone is present. Everyone's in the moment. So that's that's how he uses he essentially uses D D as a teaching tool, as a a morale building tool, and as a a method of, of growth for his connections with the people around him. And then, and then his sister uh, does get a college scholarship, and although she isn't drafted into the majors, maybe it's, again, a, a lot of theoretical, a lot of, maybe this is how it would happen. Uh, my theory is that even though maybe baseball is more progressive, maybe it isn't quite that progressive yet, uh, maybe it's one of those things where she'd have to kind of prove herself in college to get a chance at a draft, or maybe she just isn't quite that good, right? She's a great pitcher, but maybe not the best, right? Maybe there are other prospects that just look cleaner. Maybe she still has some development to go. And then there's also the theory that I invented that maybe not having her brother around stunted her growth a little bit. Maybe having that person to constantly bounce ideas off of, that coach essentially, uh, taken away from you, he kind of abandoned the game, and now I don't have the sounding board. So maybe she's still great, uh, but you know, I think the anecdote that a lot of people would say is the best player at your high school 
may not be good enough to play in Major League Baseball. The best player, right? The 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 person who's probably playing shortstop every day, that is out there hitting hitting bombs, uh, running around like crazy, is still may not be good enough for baseball. That's that's how elite that group is. So ultimately, it's possible that the shift from not having him there, again, not necessarily stunted her growth, but caused enough of a shift that she took steps back. And I can see that our, our favorite B, Barry B. Benson, has joined us. How's it going, sir? Yep. I have been vamping about role-playing, about character creation. Um, I personally spent probably a couple hours actually putting together my character, putting together a plot arc, and I was mentioning how the dynamic with Chris Jacobs' sister, Bretta Jacob, has really pushed and changed how things work. So um, so that's kind of where I've been. And, and ultimately, I just mentioned how uh, you know everything that I do creatively borrows tends to borrow from real life. So I, I'll find stories from friends or family members and kind of repurpose those. Like I'll, I'll take, whether it's positive or negative, I'll take those things and I'll kind of work them into my fiction. So when we're talking about Barry B. Benson on that subject, because I've been vamping for a while, <laughs> so so this will give me a little bit of a break, hopefully. But but talk to me about you know again. I know I know things changed for you, and you had to kind of do some last minute stuff. But why Barry B. Benson, and what what thought process or, or what uh, what work did you put into kind of creating this as your character? Well, uh, I don't know if you remember, but the day that I was I was like about to change my name. I was like, what should I change it to? What should I change it to? Like, I had no idea what I was going to be. And then I just went into a random server, looked in the meme thing, and that was the first thing that I saw. And like a light bulb just went off. I'm like, oh, I'll just be Barry B. Benson. I'll just, you know, I'll just be a B. Because why not? And then like, myself, Barry Benson, obviously opened a bunch of opportunity to uh I, I guess role play as Barry B. Benson just kinda taking his character as my own, I guess. Yeah, it seems like it's something that um again, real life circumstances happened and kind of you're like, well I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna de dox or uh dox myself, so I wanna <laughs> I want to make a character that's uh, that's also fun, also relatable, and and it seems like it's something that you're starting to pull into conversations and narratives more, which I think is even more interesting. Because I, you know, like I said, I I kind of created this character from the ground up before I even went live with them, and so it's just a different approach. And I I, I love that as time goes on with Barry B. Benson, we're starting to see more of that character come through. And, and yes, it's, it is a direct grab from a movie, but at the same time, you're pulling it into baseball. So I think that's pretty neat. And we do also have the man that I opened this podcast with. We have the Anthony Bauer. That's me. Bauer power. Yeah. The, man the, of the dead Bauer. The dead Bauer. <laughs> so I did mention a little bit at the top um, I didn't go into details because obviously you ha- you and I haven't talked about any of this, so I didn't want to 
to do too much assumption, um, but I kind of talked about the rules of retirement, you know, how the process works. Yep. And, um, and one thing, and again, I, you know, stop me if we're not allowed to talk about this. As Listen, you're a GM. You're a well-established player, so you can, you can catch me on rules and, and let me know if I'm, uh, if I'm overstepping. But one yep. thing that I couldn't say with certainty, because once you announce retirement, you are no longer allowed to upgrade or improve your player, right? Yes. So, that player is dead. You're not allowed to update. So that means that, means at this point, technically, you are now free to create a new player, technically. Yes. But I'm not doing that until the trade deadline. Gotcha. That's and see, that's what I was going to ask, and I wasn't sure if I was allowed to ask. So that's perfect. Yeah, you are. This also opens up the opportunity since I'm not technically in control of my player. I can also trade away my my corpse, if you will. Ah, okay. So if a team is going for a playoff push, yep. Uh, you know, Anthony Bauer can can grab you guys maybe a couple of draft picks. Yeah. That's yeah, and I mean, my my player is still good. I'm still at uh, near 1,200 TPE. I'm still the BMOC build, which can, you know, well, it's supposed to be able to hit. <laughs> this this season's not going super well, but yeah, I've still got some value. It's just the way my player is and the way that the Toros are going right now, it didn't make much sense to keep him any longer. So, Yeah, and that, and that was some other kind of um, theory crafting that I was doing, so... Uh, it seems like, and again, I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth and, and in your brain, I'm sure, uh, that, that maybe aren't true, so feel free to cut me off. But some things I was mentioning were, hey, the expansion kind of, it seems like it may have accelerated your timetable um, because you, you didn't have the, the salary cap was looking good for the Toros. Um, yes, Bowers, you know, a few seasons into regression, but still really solid. And now uh, all of a sudden you're going to have to kind of not necessarily gut the team, but it, you're going to have to make some big cuts in this offseason, it seems like. Uh, yes and no. We kind of have uh, who we want to expose thought out already, and we're not really going to lose much of that like rebuilding core. It's going to be more of the, the veteran guys, which is good. But for, for me to key, stay on, I would have had to also protect my deeply regressed player, which wouldn't really make much sense. I'd rather keep other guys around. So that's one less player that we have to protect. So hypothetically, if expansion hadn't been happening next season, would Anthony Bauer still be playing next season? I, I would do it one more season, yeah. Just to the end of my, my contract. That's what I was thinking. So slightly accelerated, but not not something you weren't already thinking about. So not devastating, right? Um, no, I mean... I. I was already losing tons of interest in my player. I've barely updated the past couple seasons because regression just sucks. It it really sucks losing all that TPE that you worked for over the past, I don't know, over a year. And I mean, I know my player is still doing well, but yeah, it's just, I've I created my account here in May of 2019. So I've been with this player for almost two years. So you can see how I can get a little bit burnt out from that. At some point, you kind of run out of, uh, like, the journal point tasks. <laughs> like, what do I write? Yeah. About? That's great. And then, listen, we got a Dag. We got a Dagumpa. We got a, a Jason Boosewell. How's it going? Uh, I'm doing all right. Hopefully, um, I'm on my laptop, so I might not sound very good. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I uh, wanted to celebrate the uh, life and death of uh, one of my favorite <laughs> PB players, uh, Anthony Bauer, who uh, inspired me to stick with power throughout all the years. And you know what? Actually, did work out because when the uh, when the arc switch came around, when they switched to the new game, now Freak is kind of the uh, the meta. Uh, so you know what? I I I owe a lot of my success uh, to one Anthony Bauer for um, all that Jason Buswell has succeeded at. I'm gonna cry. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I I mentioned some of that stuff at the top that you know he's Bauer has just been like I think a lot of people talk about people who have helped them in the league and and you hear the same names over and over again. You hear the same people. You know, it's it's Enoch because character creation and everyone just reaches out to him and he's and he's very accessible. And in our locker room, it, it's Bauer. It's it's the guy who, uh, if you're having a bad day, he'll usually jump in there and just be like, "Hey, man, me too. Let's let's have a bad day together." You know, <laughs> like, and that's and that's important. I think having people like that in your social circles is so huge. So um, I'm I'm excited that. Uh, I'm sad that I I potentially won't get to hang out with Bauer as a kingpin uh, because of the expansion season. It's very likely that I get called up, but I'm excited at the prospect that of continuing to hang out with him in the kingpin's locker room uh, and beyond. So that's that's it's awesome that that you're also kind of recognizing, hey, my player's kind of getting boring for me, and I want to keep it fun. Uh, so it's I think that's that's an important switch to make. Well, regardless, I'm not going to leave this locker room. This is like my second home. Uh, so. Unless I kick you. Well, yeah, unless the gumpa bans me. <laughs> Which I, I've thought of many times, but I don't know. I don't doubt that. No, the, the, the kiddos wouldn't like it, so uh, they, they would probably kick me out next. So I, I <laughs> Overrule you. Around. Yeah, I have to keep you around for them. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we would we would overthrow. We would start our own Kingpin's Discord. <laughs> we would name Moosey the new GM. And it would be a whole, yeah, it would just be overthrown. Um, and then, so, so Barry, uh, talk to me about your experiences with Bauer. Say whatever you want, no prompting here. Um, but yeah, how, how has it gone with Bauer so far? What are you excited about? Uh, what's, what's going on there? I mean, obviously with Bauer, he's always the guy trying to like cheer you up. If you're down, like... Hey, if someone's having like a bad day, like, hey, let's just drink and we'll we'll watch a movie this quarter <laughs> or whatever. Like he did with uh I forget who a couple weeks ago. Uh Bex. It's it's like he's always there to like cheer you up if you need something or if you're having a bad day. So yeah. How is he as a future GM? How do you feel about that? Obviously, having as much kingpins around me, uh, going to the Toros in a couple of years, a couple of seasons, is obviously great. So, uh, having the connections already going into the uh, majors in a couple of seasons will be good for me and probably even Tony when he eventually gets called up, too. Yeah, I mean, I can't stress enough how genius the drafting from the Toros was getting both Barry B. Menson and, and Tony Gunk. I mean, future legends, current legends in the Kingpins organization. Uh, well well played. Well played to Bauer. 
and ultimately, uh, so I, I was mentioning before before you guys came in about how I kind of I literally wrote out like I was creating a D and D character, Chris Jacob. Like I literally did a whole backstory, and to sum up that backstory, he has a really uh, his sister is a few years younger than him, so so both of them have kind of grown up loving baseball. He played base like backyard baseball with her all the time. She's a pitcher, he's a hitter, and he's kind of that guy who's the the locker room captain. So he's always kind of cheered her on and and helped her figure out you know how to how to get him out, you know how to fool him with pitches. And then tragedy strikes and. He, uh, one of his friends passes away in a fire, and so he decides, okay, I've got to be a firefighter now. And his sister loses that. She loses that coach in her life, and that's, that's in my fictional world that I created. That's why neither Chris Jacob nor uh, his sister Bretta were involved in actual baseball drafts. Uh, that, that event pulling him out of her life and him out of baseball also kept her from getting drafted or going into that because she not necessarily regressed, but she didn't progress as much as she she potentially could have. So that's kind of the thought process I put in. Barry mentioned that he his character, obviously, you know, coming from a movie, but something that he's starting to evolve with, that he's starting to weave into the narrative a little bit more, using the streams, using the forums. Um, is there a narrative like that behind Anthony Bauer? Uh, not really, because <laughs> as many people know, that's that's quite literally just my my real life name. There wasn't really a character behind it. Uh, I didn't realize that this league was going to become such a huge part of my life when uh, I originally signed up for it. And when I'm playing like MLB the Show and and things like that, I obviously always use my real name because I want to be the dude to hit dingers. But uh, yeah, so th- there's not really a, a character behind me it's just what i guess i wish i would have become in uh in a baseball standpoint but uh yeah yeah the all of my fiction pulls directly from either my own life or my friends or family members so definitely there is that aspect of chris jacob is that part of me that i wish got into baseball professionally right i wish that it got into little league i never played little league as a kid i wish i would have and, and I wish I'd, I had grown up in that environment. So definitely, there's nothing wrong with uh, having this character kind of live out that that pretend timeline or that, that timeline that could have been. Uh, what about you, Dag? Does, is Jason Buswell, Buswell a, uh, a fresh create, or does he have like a little bit of a backstory? Uh, so Jason Buswell was... Um... The first OTP game I played was uh, 17, and they had the uh, Create-A-League mode where you could basically create your own uh, fictional league, which I was always really interested in. I love um, just create, creating leagues and simming like 100 years for them and seeing who was good, seeing all these fictional players, seeing all these sort of stories uh, unfold that aren't real but are still created within this simulation engine. And the best player that I ever had uh, from that save file was uh, Jason Buswell. So it's always sort of carried around with me, the name, but I've also been, I was also very cautious to use it um, because I, I didn't want to put Jason Buswell in here and him to suck because like, to me, 
he's like he's like still a deity he's 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 still he's very i i actually stopped simming around um a certain season with him just because i wanted to have like he just had like three straight triple crowns and i was like i don't i don't want to sim any further with this guy he's too good to uh to ruin so um i I was hesitant to create in the pb but you know so far he's been doing pretty well i wouldn't say he's really up to the same standard that um the OTP Jason Buswell is, but you know what? I'm still very satisfied with how he's been. And uh, he's had a lot of home runs as well. He just, he just became the all time Nashville stars leader in home runs uh, today. So that's, that's pretty, that's pretty exciting. It's very exciting. So congratulations. And, um, thank you. And still a long, long career ahead of you. So not too shabby at all. Um, I mean, who knows, obviously, I don't know the future and, and we don't know how, like, I feel like the expansion is just going to change so much. Um, as far as, you know, we were just talking about, uh, you know, how Bauer's character is uh, slightly rushed uh, because of the expansion, that I'm more, much more likely, if not guaranteed, to be called up because of the expansion. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what changes, if and maybe nothing. I don't know. I don't know contract details or, or the conversations that you've had with management. But, um, yeah, it's exciting. I guess it's all exciting. <laughs> you know, who knows? I actually just resigned uh, with Nashville. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. So, and how how many seasons is that? Uh, it's four years. Uh, we um, we're basically well, basically we, we signed it, and uh, I think uh, my uh, GM TJ got a bunch of deals done, and then literally like a few hours later, uh, the new cap was announced, which is uh, one fourteen for the soft cap, and then one twenty four for the hard cap. I, I, hopefully, I'm correct in saying that, but so. Uh, it was it was exciting when it happened, but now we kind of got to deal with the fact that financially we're going to be um, kind of um, up, to, yeah, kind of screwed <laughs> the next <laughs> few seasons. But but you know, I, I um I, I thought about it really, and I just I just uh, didn't see myself with any other team for for the long run. And, and I mean, yeah, I, I have a lot of great friends on other teams, and it would be fun, but. I, I feel like I've established a lot in Nashville, and I just decided. I, I want to stay uh, probably for my entire career. That's awesome. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've I've said that so many times that the locker room is number one, and and once you find that chemistry, it's like you just you want to keep it. <laughs> like you don't want to mess around with. I mean, not that people in the league are bad or anything, but it's it's so hard to form those connections, and it you can't really force them. Like as as much as you try to be friends with someone, if you don't click or if you if you don't have enough in common or uh, they just have opposite hours to you whatever the case may be so it's it's I'm glad that you found a home in Nashville and that uh, yeah it sounds like it's it's going the distance it's very cool so you'll continue to hit uh, hit the home run record that's the hope you're gonna have a, a record season every season oh yeah <laughs> I'm super jealous I don't know what that is actually okay we get can we talk a little bit about minor league records yeah, go, go for it. <laughs> I wasn't planning. I want to talk more about role playing, but I'm kind of excited because um, a lot of the records that are coming up for the miners are definitely within reach for my players. So let me switch windows real quick. Let me switch it for you guys too. And there we go. Okay, so we go back to the index. Oh, I open it in a new page because I'm holding Control is my push to talk key. 
I'm revealing the under the hood secrets. But every time I click a new link. Oh my god. Hang on. Let me just get there first. Are, are you talking about uh, Kingpin's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. single season? Yeah. So I, it's, it's teams, and I go into the Kingpin's, and then I look at stats, right? Yes, yeah, so you go to uh, uh, leaders, which is sort of in the middle bar, uh, right under all the teams. I, I'll send you the link if you want. All right, there. Now, I was looking at the... Um... I want the the records, the team records. Yeah, uh, yeah go to... Um, oh, no, sorry. You have to go to history first. History, then teams. Uh, history, teams. There we go. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm concerned about the hitting stuff. Because that's where I live. And I don't know about these single season records. I feel like these are <laughs> hacks, okay? Good luck. Good luck breaking these, this. This is a hack right here. This is obviously <laughs> another hack. Like triple this is triple hacked. But career wise, I might be able I mean that's still three thirty is crazy. That is a cre okay. I don't know about the career stuff either. <laughs> no, you, uh, look at war. Take a look at war. Oh, war is totally doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, war is kind of cheating, but still. Because well, I, well, I, I have... Well, I, I was there for three seasons, and you've been there for, like, only, what, two and a, two and a third now? Yeah. And you've already passed me by one whole win. Uh, so that's actually a pretty big accomplishment, I'd, I'd say. There might be something weird about center field as far as that goes. Because war, war isn't limited to offense. It it factors right. in defense as well, so maybe I just like am awesome in center field in comparison to how you played in in uh, third base. I, I won two gold gloves. I don't. Then I don't, I don't know. know how, I, don't, I don't know how I'm worse. I, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make sense then because I'm technically a worse hitter. I don't know. Oh well, your rookie year, your rookie season was worse than my rookie season, right? Yeah, uh, that's probably why. So, yeah, I had I've I've uh, regressed since my rookies. I've gotten steadily worse. But look at yeah, look at all these single season things I won't hit. But look at the career things. Like I'm definitely hitting this career hits. This is we got a shot. No, we don't. No, we don't. Because <laughs> I'm gonna get called up. Dang it! I was really hoping. I was very hopeful that I would have one more season. But um, yeah, that's. I think there's a lot of these records that I have a shot at. Um. Career home runs. I got. I got. I'm two away from that. I like my odds. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Now, from a pitching standpoint, I, honestly, I have not looked at pitching leaders at all because I still have my control key down. Don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, ER career ERA. I mean, there's some big names on there. But look at this Barry B. Benson character. He might be okay. Who's that? He, he might be okay. So he's in the running for career ERA. Not, no big deal. Not in the running for career losses. That's great. Or single season losses. No, Not like no, that god dang Leo Robert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Moosey's the worst. What a bum. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, winning percentage. Not bad. What a bum. 
<laughs> like the smartest guy among us. Yeah, he's, oh, he's no, the worst. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. What do you think, Barry? Are you gonna are you gonna make some Kingpin's records here? Uh, I I don't know if I'll get ERA. I think I'll get close to career ERA. But uh, I I don't know. Maybe top three war. But uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think I'll really get that high on many of these. I mean, especially with... the walks and the strikeout ones, because uh, I've been pretty bad at that. <laughs> I mean, not with that attitude, you won't. <laughs> Actually, I'm leading the career whip, which I just saw now. But Tony Gunk hasn't qualified yet, so. Oh, that's Until Tony much. qualifies, I'll be leading career with for the Kingpins. And OSLG. Yeah, yeah you're leading uh, opponent slugging and opponent OPS uh, as of right now. Wow. That's very impressive, actually. Yeah. That is, but, I mean, uh, whip is huge. Tony Gunk is a third of an inning away from qualifying, so he'll be up there next soon. That's awesome. Yeah, an opponent's average. So yeah, those, those are those are two very important stats. I mean, that's a lot of the stuff we look at, or we, <laughs> we because I'm a big deal in baseball. A lot of this, the stuff that important people in baseball look at are uh, like FIP, WHIP, uh, WAR. So if you're if you're a, a WHIP leader, you're doing some things right for sure. Actually, it looks like I'm close to the uh, single season losses record, which I. Uh... I mean, I don't want to take I don't want to take the record from uh I don't want to take second place from Moosey, but I might have to. Eleven is not fourteen. You're fine. You're fine. And this season, you're gonna have so many wins that you won't even have double digit losses. It's gonna be fine. I'm confident. All right, sorry. That was that was a bit of a tangent. I was just I was excited about those records, and then How I started to realize. Yeah, I know. I started to realize <laughs> I don't have a shot at most of them. Like I thought. I, did. I really thought. Yeah, I think coming into this season, um, it was still looking like we were like again because the salary cap was was completely different. So it was still looking like I probably had one more season with the kingpins if not a second like i might have had an additional i might have gone all five uh but with you know with the expansion it's pretty much not going to happen the only the only scenario where that doesn't happen is where somehow they can figure out how to pay evoc less money in a contract which i don't think that's how it works like trade evoc to a team and then trade evoc back to the and they retain I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what kind of gaming could happen <laughs> to make that scenario work. You, you never know a person, man. That, that's all I'll say on that. That's true. He'll find a way. <laughs> you know what? It's if anyone could, it would be. He'll always way. find a way. <laughs> Nature finds a way. <laughs> but yeah, so role playing. So um, obviously, you have a new. Horizon, a blank slate in front of you, uh, Mr. Bauer. Have you thought about your new character or or a path that you want to take? Um, somewhat. 
Uh, I'm probably going to use the name that I used for my most recent uh, ISFL player, uh, which is Shumi Hulkenvettel. It's a beautiful German name. It's uh, a mashup of three Formula One drivers because I'm addicted to Formula One. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't really thought of kind of a, a story arc there yet, but I'm sure I'll figure out something. Same archetype, different archetype. What what uh, what kind of player are you looking at? Uh, so this time around, I'm actually going to go for, <laughs> as much as I say defense doesn't matter, I'm going to go for a center fielder. Uh, for pitching, our future is looking great, obviously, with uh, Mr. B in here. Um, and we have our middle infield. And so the next thing that we really need is a good outfielder. And uh, we're, we're really missing that center fielder for the future. And center field is one of the most important positions. And me being a GM, I'm obviously not going anywhere anytime soon. So uh, that'll be the, the lockdown spot for me. Okay. So uh, I'm sorry, which archetype are you going for in center field? Um, I, I'm probably going with the freak just because I, I got to stick with the power, man. Would would you dissolve into dust if you tried to play a character that didn't hit home runs? Uh, <laughs> kind of <laughs> a little bit. There's there's always I'm I'm always leaning towards the dinger. That's that's what I've always gone for in any baseball game. So I, I I'm obviously gonna go more for defense, especially in the the earlier half of my career. But yeah, I I feel like I have to have at least a decent chance at being at that top home run leaderboard. Barry, do you think it's okay that Bauer wants to go a little bit more of a defensive focus? No. <laughs> His nickname was Dinger Bitch. He has to keep hitting dingers. It's the only it's the only rule to his players. He can only hit dingers. I mean He's not wrong. It's even even in uh, the adopt a prospect simulations, your pitchers tend to hit dingers. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Where there was that one season, I don't remember what it was. Like, I I don't remember what the actual numbers were, but it was like I got like twenty hits and eighteen of them were home runs or something like that. It was just straight up home run or nothing. That's and and that's what matters. Uh, yeah, Dag, do you feel betrayed at all that Bauer is mentioning defense? Is that is that strange? Um, not exactly. Um, I I do just remember uh, someone explicitly telling me multiple times that uh, defense doesn't matter and that uh, defensive stats don't count and that Gold Gloves are pretty much they don't exist. <laughs> it, um, but you know what? I I, I I'm gonna. Except the fact that uh, Bauer has seen the light, and he now understands that there is, in fact, a second part to being a, a hitter in baseball. Well, uh, okay. And... <laughs> I'm, I'm a career first baseman. Come on now. What the, I, I'm yeah. tall. That's... Well, you still... <laughs> that doesn't mean you, you still don't go out there, like, every inning and stand there. I mean, you don't do much, but, you know, you... you, you gotta, exactly. I don't do much. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, I, I, I am actually quite happy that um, he's creating more of a balanced build. It, it is going to be weird because um, there aren't too many meme builds, uh, or at least anymore, 
Uh, you may have some guys who will, like try. They'll say like you know they want to do a meme build, but they only last a few seasons. And I always kind of consider Bauer to be the last like meme build. And it, it wasn't even because it was a meme that he was just pure power or just pure uh, hitting, because a lot of guys do that. But it's just the character of of, of Anthony Bauer, the Diener bitch, <laughs> the mystique of it. Um, I, I was always just so enthralled and. Um, it, it, it is it is kind of a shame that he's putting that to rest, but you know I'm still ecstatic to see um, how his next player turns out, and uh, you know if, if that means playing defense, then yeah, that that means playing defense. Cool. Uh, yeah, and I just noticed I had to highlight it: six foot four and one hundred and eighty-five pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Barry, do you think Anthony Bauer is eating a balanced diet with enough protein? Uh, sounds like he's gone on some sort of keto diet. Like he's got a thirteen BMI. Doesn't doesn't sound very healthy, but um, might be the cause of his regression for this season that caused him to retire. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to do a little bit more investigating into that. But yeah, like he definitely needs to take in some more calories. Yeah, I just I I feel like um, maybe Bauer is gonna join like a k-pop band and it's gonna be really concerned about him like oh is he eating enough he's too skinny it's unhealthy and he's gonna insist like no guys seriously i'm eating enough i just have a really high metabolism i'm very healthy please stop talking about my body and listen to my music so the the no fun answer to that is originally i was i think 511 in the sim 185 which is I, I'm pretty sure that was like around what my normal actual measurements are, which 5'11", 185 is a relatively normal weight for that height. But then uh, I was told during my first season that uh, height matters a lot for first base. And that's what I was going to play originally on Utah and what I ended up playing for my entire career. And so height is pretty much the only thing that matters. So I updated my height. And then I never changed my weight. So I was still stuck at my 5'11 weight, but just much taller. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, 6 feet, 5'11, 6 feet tall, 185 is, like, pretty average. It's pretty good. Yeah. And it, and if and for an athlete, that's probably, like, under, right? Like, you figure someone who, who works out constantly and uh, 185 at 5'11 is probably, like, 5 pounds under. Uh, but still really, like, still an optimal weight, so makes sense and is a great meme that I just, I'm sad that I only realized it today. <laughs> I'm just sad I never had the chance to, to bring that up. So, um, yeah, look for Anthony Bauer on, um, on So You Think You Can Dance. It's going to be one of the, the best seasons ever um, and, and his retirement tour after the season. But, um, yeah, that's fun. I love it. <laughs> so, so center fielder, I've got a center fielder myself. You do. I, I've, I've heard rumors about how the center fielding works. I think I'm okay at it, but um, I would caution you, just don't follow my build because it, for some reason it starts out really well and then just kind of gets worse. Yeah, that's that's usually is the more TPE you add, the, the worse it gets for some reason, especially in the minors. Like the amount of people that have gone on to win like silver sluggers and all that in their first year compared to people who've been capped for like a couple seasons is ridiculous yeah it's the steady 
Like, I'm now an average player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you've been sitting there capped this entire time while you've got all these newbies coming up, you know, 200 TP. And you're, like, out here growing gray hairs trying to win awards. <laughs> yeah, look at Jared Gofford, man. He's like, it was funny because coming in, he's like, yeah, I really want to be a defensive player and just focus on that. And he is, and it doesn't matter. No, his player's completely flipped. It's stupid. <laughs> Five home This is, it's season one for me all over again when Danny Gonzalez up until the All-Star yep. break was hitting better than me. Yep. But it's so stupid because his defense is terrible, but <laughs> he's hitting like crazy. But look at that speed. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is, the speed. The miners, we've we've listen, we've run so many sims with this because we um there was a time where I was hitting like I had like a 200 better than average OPS like compared to the rest of the team. And so I started playing with every other player on the team and I made them like switch hitters, I made them um spray hitters, I changed like all their stats to be almost identical to mine and they still still weren't hitting to my numbers until I bumped their speed. So literally, like the difference between twenty six and forty one speed is like the difference of like twenty points of average. Oh, I never knew at, that. At least in the minors, because who who invests in arm in the minors? Nobody, absolutely nobody. Almost, right, almost nobody. Right. <laughs> so, so the the only way that you're going to get like you're not you're almost never going to get a double play against this player because he's got a fifty four speed. So he he still will occasionally hit in the double plays. It's just much more difficult unless a shortstop picks it up with, with an arm of 50-plus. Hmm. That's kind of the fun behind-the-scenes magic with Out of the Park. A lot of people... I mean, you'll notice it when we watch minor league sims. There's a lot of plays where the shortstop gets a routine ground ball, throws it to second, and then the second baseman just holds on to it. Or... Vice versa, the short, the it goes to second. Second throws it to short. Short holds on to it, and it's because of speed. It's because of running speed uh, versus their arm. So if if a guy's got a noodle arm on the infield, he's just gonna hold on to that ball. Kind of fun, OOTP behind the scenes, under the hood stuff. But hey, as long as it's my team that's broken, <laughs> totally good with it. Yeah, like I have no problem with with him. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I have no problem with him exceeding. I'm glad that uh, Terry's having a, a bounce back year because what a guy. Like, Django is such a cool dude. Uh, his player is is well built. And now he's having, uh, yeah, a fantastic season. Well-deserved season. So, as, yeah, as long as long as long as my team can pick me up, I don't mind regressing a little bit. That's okay. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I could talk about, I mean, I literally, guys, I have, because my sister, the, my, my imaginary sister, based off of kind of my real-life sister, is in the game, uh, in, in the lore of my character, that would be my next player. My next player would would probably be a pitcher uh, and would be Breda Jacob. And then I would just do continue it. the arc. Oh, please do it. It's it's the role player in me. Like I can't help it. I have, <laughs> I have to. I've done so many campaigns and done so many character sheets like this, where I just sit down and I write out like the entire arc of my character. Can, can I ask what what is um, 
if I'm allowed to ask you a question, uh, what, what is uh, Chris Jacob about? Like, what, is, what exactly is his story? And I don't know if you went over this at the beginning. I wasn't here, but... Uh. So, yeah, so quick recap. He it's almost the same background as me up until he actually starts playing baseball <laughs> with his sister and that dynamic kind of... They, they encourage each other. They keep each other going. And, um, and then in high school, one of his friends dies in a fire. And so he becomes a firefighter. He abandons baseball, so that's why he doesn't get drafted in high school. Uh, and then while being a firefighter, he does that for a few years, and his sister gets a, a scholarship uh, to play baseball at the college level. And that kind of brings him a little bit back into the game. He starts to – because he kind of like literally just ran. He just – he was like – he put everything he had into being a firefighter and into being a captain of the firehouse. So he abandoned all of that, and then once Bretta gets that scholarship, he's like, "I gotta be in that in her life again. Like that's so huge. I want to support her. I want to. I want to be a part of baseball again." And as he's doing that and helping out, like he's going to every practice, he's being a, a big presence in that. Uh, I think I did Loyola as the college. I forget. I, I did one of the nice. Chicago college. Yeah, yeah. Shout um, out. And so I was hey, like, Illinois gang. Right. So I was, and then I was like okay, so he's there at these practices, and the coach is like, hey, if you want to just, like, become an assistant coach, like, let's do this. So then he becomes a coach for his sister's team. And um, and scouts are there, like, for, you know, before practice and everything, and, and watching all this go down and kind of see something in him, and that's kind of how he gets pulled into the PBE. Um, that, that's that's very uh, good, actually. Wow, I I I, I never play anything out with my player, so I, I really I, I'm always really fascinated by. Um, I feel like a lot of the stories are sort of like why they weren't uh, drafted to like you know the big leagues or why they. Uh, it, there's always some sort of road to redemption uh, type story, and I'm always really fascinated by those. Um, and I, and I like when people get basic, you know, because like there are some people who are like you know he like he. Uh, saved like 17 babies from like a from from a burning hospital or whatever he like you know swam to the bottom of the ocean to find the golden baseball bat or something but um i I really like the the sort of real stories and that that actually sounded really fascinating yeah and i i mentioned it at the at the very very beginning all of these events are things that either happen to me or happen to people i know so the the fact that someone passed away and caused someone to be a firefighter that's inspired by my uncle it's literally his origin story and why he's a, a firefighter that for for almost 20 years now so it's uh it yeah i just i, I like to repurpose narratives because i feel like that's where the best fiction comes in like it's it, i'm not creative enough to just come up with this stuff on my own and real life is so crazy that it just sounds fake sometimes so <laughs> Yeah, just it's it's been fun, and like I said, the the next arc, and and obviously this is way down the road because my my player's got a long career ahead of him. But that that's absolutely where I want to go with it next is, you know, it's the okay, let's let's now pretend that we we got the perspective of Bretta, so we got the other half of 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 the Jacob uh, brother and sister duo. But yeah, I, I don't know. That's like I said, it's it's what's fun for me. I'm all about role playing and narratives and. Um, it, th- that's part of why I wanted to talk about that a lot in the podcast. That's it's something I've strayed away from the last few weeks. I've kind of lived more in the moment in the games, and that's probably the least fun part for me. I love the the locker room interactions. 
I love thinking about my player and what my player does on the offseason and and who my player is as a person. And the games are fun, but like I've yeah, I've just become like super invested in them. So I I wanted to pull back. I think I think mission accomplished. I've kind of reignited that that role playing passion. So I, I appreciate you guys for helping me do that for sure. That's my job. <laughs> thank you, Bauer. Yeah. Everyone thank exactly. Bauer. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, time flies. Uh, we're already up over an hour here, so... Um, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we could just talk for hours is the problem. <laughs> we could just talk nonsense forever. Um, but yeah, closing thoughts. So, uh, so Barry, what do you uh, what do you think about all of this role-playing conversation? And what do you think about PB? What's, what's in your PB future? Uh, with the role playing, obviously a big part of PBE is just letting out your creativity and basically role playing as your character, however you want to do that. And then in the P on uh, my PBE future, uh, I don't I don't really know <laughs> if I'm being honest. But uh, the role playing is obviously a big part of this league. It allows people to let out their creativity, and yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Agreed on all points, and yeah, I'm glad that you're kind of uh, starting to flex that role-playing muscle. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, Bauer, any closing thoughts? Uh, well, for one, Mr. Barry Benson, you're not going anywhere. You're a Toro for life. That's uh, I'm making that point now. Um, other than that... Uh, I'm just excited to kind of get a new life in this league. Like I said, it's I, I've been working on the same player for such a long time, and you know it's it's been a lot of fun. I've met a lot of great people, and I'm I'm kind of just ready to start my my new storyline. I'm excited for you, and feel free to uh, to make another uh, weird string bean character, or maybe go the opposite direction. <laughs> maybe make the stoutest character there ever has been. In the PBE, that'd be fun too. I'm saying he gets a five foot, two hundred pound center fielder with max speed and max contact. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it has to happen. I think it's a requirement. Uh, Dag, any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to Cancun for taking both my uh, starting pitchers, um, and also thank you to Cashman for taking both my relievers. Um, no, no, I'm kidding, you guys. Um, We're not going to call him up yet. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. I'm just, um, I'm just joshing. It's just I. Um, okay, no, I, I, w- I won't use this as my way to complain about the majors, but um, <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> another day, um, but I, I'm honestly. I'm very excited to see what the next uh, chapter for Bauer yields for whoever uh, Bauer's uh, Hulk and Vettel, I assume will be the the name. And, uh, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't think I, I don't want to say that I'm excited to have him on the team because it hasn't happened yet, but it's something that I've, I've thought about how, and no, no, I'm sorry. I, I should, okay, you think I about it every night. Don't lie. I, I do think about it every night. I wake up in a in a warm sweat, <laughs> um, and I immediately need to go to the bathroom. I just want um, another team again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I already plan. I already plan for you to attempt an, uh, attempt another coup d'état. Um, a what? It, 
Well, well, okay, we'll we'll get to that, but uh... <laughs> wait, no, explain that to me. <laughs> you know, you you have leverage. You have um, you clearly have power over a lot of these players and people in this locker room. And uh, manpower wise, you could probably defeat me. Can you be GM of a minor league team and a major league team? I, I, hey, I think okay, uh, so. I looked it up. A sudden decisive exercise of force in politics. Okay, you, you, so you, you, you want to overthrow, overthrow you? Yeah, that, that's what a coup d'état is. Well, you could have just said that. <laughs> no, well, it's not that I want you. Well, I kind of want you to overthrow me, but it's, it's not that I. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, we'll get okay. We'll get to that when the time comes. Um, <laughs> I my, my my final remark is: uh, If schoolboy shoes listening to this, I love you. I don't. The last one. I love you so much. Fuck you, Chew. Um, that's all. No, no, please don't listen to him. Please. Um, I will do anything for you. That's all. <laughs> that's no way to talk to the man on his birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy, happy birthday, Shu. Bur- happy birthday, Shu. Wait, it's Shu's birthday? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> happy birthday, Shu. Happy birthday, Shu. I hate you. It will never die. I will never let it die. Nope. All right, guys. I, yeah, I think uh, I've never I've never given a bit of a preview, but I think it would be fun to talk about the majors minors dynamic in the next podcast. I think talk, oh, talking I'd be about down to that. Um, not necessarily like, hey, we can do it better, but like, hey, here are some things that could maybe change, or here are some things that are frustrating about it, and. And things that you know, because I'm all, I'm all about you present a problem, you try to present solutions. So I think that'd be a good conversation, and uh, that will be unless I think of something cooler or different. Um, thank you, Dag, for that inspiration. I think that's what we'll talk about next time. Uh, that sounds exciting. That sounds like a lot of fun. All right, gents. Thanks again for coming. Really enjoyed it, and uh, I'll see you on the field. Take care. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.